This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Annie Dowd, local author who has just released her fifth book entitled Put Off My Sackcloth, a collection of essays. She has a local book launch at Brookwood Gallery on Saturday, May 15th from 4 to 6. Annie, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Now, as we were talking before, you mentioned last time you were in the studio, you were recording some poetry for our Words on the Wind program. Yeah, my last book was Poetry Chapbook in 2017, and all my books are at our library. Okay. Let me ask a little bit of background. When did you start writing, and why? I've always been a reader and a writer since I was a little kid. I didn't decide to be a serious writer until I was in my early 20s. I was sitting by a lake in the French Alps, and I was reading a letter from my teacher. I was doing an independent study at San Francisco State University for the Master's in Creative Writing, and my teacher was this wonderful man, and my first book is dedicated to him, but he was talking about how hard the life of the writer is, and (laughs) that would convince me that's what I was going to do. That's interesting. And French Alps, Très bien. A, a, a better place you can't find. Uh, what about your education and your work? Does it relate to writing over the years? I didn't set out to be a professor. Initially, I wanted to work in publishing, but that didn't work out for me. And so I ended up doing the Ph.D. program at the University of Denver in the late 80s, And even there, like I worked on the, I was the managing editor of the Denver Quarterly. So I was still thinking about publishing, working in publishing. But you had to, uh, for for the school to give you the, um, there's a word for it that I'm forgetting. When you're a graduate student and they give you something in exchange for your classes. So you had to teach. So, So I ended up in front of the classroom. And I found that I liked it, and by the end of my studies, I just concluded, well, I'll be a professor because I can do it, and you get summers off, and then I can write. It does give some flexibility. What book or books were most memorable from when you were young? Harriet the Spy by Louise Fitzhugh. My mother gave me a copy for my birthday when I was nine and inscribed it, and I still have it, and... Harriet is this smart girl who writes everything down and it gets her into trouble. And I feel like that was my formation. I wanted to be just like Harriet. (laughs) So who do you consider some of your favorite authors? When I was an English professor at Lewis and Clark, I taught a senior seminar of living fiction writers And I chose three who were quite different and who were influential for me. And I can say they're still all alive, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cynthia Ozick, Jewish-American intellectual, incredibly funny writer, who is also a terrific essayist. So fiction and, and, um, and nonfiction, but the course I taught was fiction. Russell Banks, who's an American 
white working class from New Hampshire, and Edwige Dantica, who is a Haitian-American writer, who also writes both fiction and nonfiction, whose early work just floored me. What is it about those authors that's particularly compelling? So I'm a realist, okay? I write realistic contemporary work, or now I'm doing more historical work. I'm not a genre writer, and I feel like these three writers look at the world with very clear eyes and very compassionate but they don't have any lenses on which make them see the world as to this or to that. They're not propagandistic in that way, and they're not overly sentimental. So similar to your work, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so yeah, these three writers have really influenced me. And Russell Banks was also my teacher, for a month at the inaugural New York State Summer Writers Institute back in the day. Are there any current writers that you particularly admire, people really active today? Emily St. John Mandel. She's Canadian, and she's the author of Station Eleven. And just this year, or last year, The Glass Hotel. And I did not fall in love with The Glass Hotel, but I remain in love with Station Eleven. It's contemporary, but you might call it cli-fi, you know, climate fiction, Mm sci-fi, or some other genre of that because it's a story, and this came out like five or six years ago about... What happens when this virus comes and kills 99% of the population? (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading The End of October, which is a 2020 book. It's about a pandemic, too. It's sort of scary. Yes. Uh, So this is your first nonfiction book. Correct. How is it different from your other works of fiction for you, the author, and for me, the reader? Well, I would say that... In nonfiction, I am very vulnerable to the reader, and I, Annie Dawit, because I'm not telling somebody else's story. I'm not telling a made-up character's story, which is what I normally do. I mean, I consider myself a fiction writer. Mm -hmm. So I have been very vulnerable to the world, with this book, particularly with the first essay. And I was a little bit worried ahead of time about how that would be received. And so far, it's been wonderful in terms of the response I'm getting from people who are reading the book. As a reader, a book of essays can be pretty useful because you can take a small block of time and dive into it, go around to any part of the book, and uh, there's some flexibility there. Yes, and this book in particular has, it's not chronological, and there's kind of three different strands to it. One is the personal, and then one is kind of about my study of Jonestown and my writing my Jonestown novel. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and the process of doing that, which was many years. And the third strand is about moving to Westcliff and becoming someone who lives in the mountains. And at the time, you know, I was living off the grid at 9,100 feet. And we will talk about all three of those strands in the the interview. Uh, Let me ask, I'm always interested in authors' writing process. Some authors are quite systematic, writing during the same time block each day. Uh, Some are more inspirational. Uh, What is your process? I would say... (laughs) Pre being a mother, I was the methodical kind who got up early to write, and I would sit at my typewriter, yes, typewriter, and with my coffee, and then at one time, a cigarette, (laughs) no longer, and write every day. And now, in my motherhood era, I, I am the inspirational. I write less, for sure, than I once did. Okay. Do you set goals for yourself? I had a journalism degree as an undergrad, and so I'm really good about deadlines. Like, given a deadline, I can rise to it. So if I see, for instance, a contest for stories about travel, for instance, and it has a deadline— then I can make myself write something by that deadline. Mm -hmm. So nowadays that's kind of more what I'm focused on is thematic work, and the theme can, can come from a contest or something else. Let me remind folks, we are talking about writing with local author Annie Dowd, who's just put out her fifth book, Put Off My Sackcloth. So is writing painful? Is it pleasurable? How did how does it strike you when you're when in the I'm, midst? Writing is both painful and pleasurable, <laughs> but it is a kind of expression that has been a part of who I am really now for the majority of my life and it is a certain way of communicating, which is very different than all the other ways of communicating, which is speaking and making art for me. So it is imperative that I do it, whether it is painful or pleasurable. But I would say it's more often pleasurable. That is good, especially since you spend a fair amount of time at it, I'm sure. Uh, let's take a peek under the hood of your latest book, Put Off My Sackcloth. I remember reading Christopher Hitchens' massive book of essays, and it was extremely varied, uh, soup to nuts, one might say. You mentioned three themes that hold your book together. Right. Uh, Tell us about the title. It strikes me as sort of an unusual title. What's in that title? It comes from the Psalms, and the Psalm is, Thou hast put off my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness. And so that's about transformation. The Psalms themselves, as I talk about in the first essay, I think are very accurate at describing the state of depression. And so the book is about kind of coming out of that darkness. Mm-hmm. So I had different titles for it, and but I always had that, which is the conclusion of the first essay. And then I thought, that's it. That's, that's the title of the whole book. 
That's good. Let me ask about publishing. There's a lot of budding authors out there. And when Stephen King has a new manuscript, he probably goes to the head of the line. Uh, Getting published these days uh, must be quite difficult for new authors or authors that have been around a long time. Yeah, it's it's difficult for everyone. And I am not somebody who Mm self-publishes. I mean, there's a great tradition of self-publishing. Virginia Woolf and her... Bloomsbury crew put together a press and published Virginia Woolf and T.S. Eliot and E.M. Forster and other great writers of the time. We live in a different time where self-publishing is as easy as writing into your computer, going to Amazon, and clicking a button, and then you have a book. Mm -hmm. So... um, (laughs) It's very different now. And for me, I'm old school. I want an editor to say, this is worth publishing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some of the modernist novels, uh, Virginia Woolf, uh, Mrs. Dalloway, To yes. the Lighthouse. As I recall, you had kind of a lighthouse connection with Virginia Woolf. Yeah, I loved the Bloomsbury era. And I spent a quarter in London and did all this Bloomsbury stuff, followed them around. I went out to St. Ives in Cornwell, where the lighthouse is that she wrote about. And then for about six years, I had a a writer's retreat that I called Bloomsbury West, and it was here in Silvercliff, and Mm -hmm. I no longer have that. But I like the idea of having a place where writing and creating art was valued, and I had you know, writers and musicians there. I had a piano in it. I was always intrigued with the Bloomsbury Group. I've been to that area of London many times and kind of to take just take it in. Annie, looking at my list of questions and the clock, we're running out of time. How about coming back next week and doing the same thing? I would love to. Thank you for asking me. Let me remind folks that Annie has a book launch at Brookwood Galleries Saturday, May 15th from 4 to 6. And we've been visiting with Annie Dowd, local author who has just released her fifth book entitled Put Off My Sackcloth. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 